Hello, everyone. I am Manny. And I'm Wyo. Welcome back to the Kink Buffet Podcast, episode 17 of season 2. We're in Colorado. At some point, we're leaving. We have nothing interesting to add. (laughs) (laughs) We think we're heading east. We've talked about going to the southwest, but... I don't want to leave the desert, mister. We can be staying here. (laughs) I know. Well, I love love people everywhere. Mm -hmm. The California's gotten goofy. (laughs) Like, I think California needs a minute to just chill down. You know, I mean, the South is always goofy, but it's no goofier than before. <laughs> right? I mean, that's a fair point. <laughs> and so, and I, I love, like I said, I love people everywhere. So I got so many good friends down in the Southeast. We'll go visit from six feet apart. <laughs> well, there's one thing I do know. No matter where we go, we're going to have a good time. It is. So, yeah, we're we're definitely going. Mm-hmm. So, you brought something up, and it's so funny, because this almost should have been the topic of episode number three. Or one, even. Or even one. (laughs) Polyamory uh, forums and stuff like that. Like, jealousy is top of the list of questions for new people, for sure. And we touch on it all the time, but we haven't actually done a deep dive specifically into jealousy. Yeah, I think that's why we've skirted it so long, because it just feels like it had been done already. Like, we had talked about it enough that, well, well, we still need to do an episode that's just this, so here we go. I agree. And, um, well, the reason it came up was because my favorite science fiction author that I've been force-feeding you to the point where I think you, <laughs> you like him now, right? I do. Uh... I didn't really give you a choice. <laughs> I forced you to listen to some audiobooks. But it's Robert Heinlein. And he was a hugely successful author in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, there are three traditionally great science fiction authors. Asimov, Clark, and, and Heinlein. So he's one of the big three in that genre. And he also was a devout, government-hating libertarian. He was also polyamorous and he was he had political views and social views that were so progressive and so radical in fact he couldn't even actually portray them in his books the way he wanted to at the time he had to use metaphors and right but he was where a lot of people in the polyamory community were a lot of libertarian politicians they cite him as their first introduction to these ways of thinking Right? Yeah. I mean, back at a time when there was effectively three national TV channels and one local channel, nobody's talking about polyamory when you only have four sources of information. Mm hmm. It just, it, it just wasn't out there. Well, and the morality dictated a vastly different paradigm at that point in time. So. Well, his idea with his books was that in the future, the human race will have evolved and will be more free and more loving and they will dispose of such human cancers as he called it such as jealousy so that's where this came up and in fact it was because I had read a quote to you where he says it's one of my favorite quotes 
he says that jealousy, uh, jealousy is a disease. Love is a healthy condition. The immature mind often mistakes one for the other, or assumes that the greater the love, the greater the jealousy. In fact, they are almost incompatible. One emotion hardly leaves room for the other. That was from Stranger in a Strange Land. And I love the quote. I don't even agree with all of it, but we're going to pick it apart later. Okay. But let's start with... Let's start with jealousy. I mean, the when it comes to polyamory, that is probably the single biggest barrier for most people. Mm-hmm. Even people who want to do this. Right. Jealousy is what either prevents them from doing it or prevents them from doing it in a healthy way. Why do you think jealousy exists in relationships. And before you answer, and I just want to hear your opinion on this. I'm talking about this whole jealousy thing really doesn't apply to anything other than the person you are engaging in sex with. Traditionally, I'm not talking polyam people, kink community, but just traditionally, mm-hmm. you don't really feel jealousy when it comes to friendships. Or it's a modest amount. I wish you had invited me to the game. I mean, I, we're human. But that's not the same jealousy as some your partner having sex with somebody else. Right. That's a different level. It's an entirely different level. Your siblings, your family, jealousy is fairly modest. Except when it comes to the person you are having sex with. It doesn't have to be marriage. Boyfriend, girlfriend. The minute you have sex, all of a sudden, you feel levels of jealousy. Why? Why do you think that is? Well, I think in the biological sense, there's reasons around wanting to protect what's yours. There was reasons in the hunter-gatherer societies for needing to protect the breeding populace, the children, so that the species continued. Now, we're not there anymore. Society's progressed, but the, the morality around that really, it just stuck, I think. I think most of our emotions and our responses and our customs, they come from a place that existed many generations before the current one. And as much as we want to think that we are more evolved, um, no, we are progressing forward as a species. Mm-hmm. But we want to think that we are so far distant from our hunter and gatherer roots or so far distant from primate communities in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And we're not. Yeah, We really aren't. I mean, when they've studied primates in Africa... And they look at the clan system and the the tribal system that they have. They act like us. Or, very, we, or we act like them. Very recognizable behaviors. Not individually, mm-hmm. but as a group, the group dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it seems that at some level, jealousy is wired into our, our DNA. 
I, in fact, I remember the, um, and you can Google this, it's fascinating, but one of the stories about a chimpanzee that ripped off the face and other body parts, I think, of one of its caretakers, it happened when one of the chimps was given a birthday cake mm-hmm. and the other chimps weren't. And that was the trigger that caused a violent outburst. It wasn't that the chimps didn't get cake. It was that one of them got cake and the other ones did not. To a point where the person serving the cake, I don't know if they were killed, but they were seriously maimed. Mm-hmm. Like face ripped off. Like, it was no small thing. Because that chimp felt some level of envy or jealousy. Mm-hmm. But... That still doesn't explain why. Like, why is that a core tenet of ours when it comes to sexuality? Yeah, I have a hard time understanding it because I don't really struggle with jealousy in my life. I haven't had, I haven't had it come up from a personal aspect. I have had people that were jealous of the way I use my time or the other people that I was spending my time with. But me personally being jealous of one of my partners just hasn't been something that I struggled with. Yeah. I think with you, because you've always been that way, I think that you have a, a level of emotional maturity that can be strived for, but I'm not sure that you have the empathy of what other people go through. I'm not saying you don't understand on paper that jealousy is real and that you have to help potential partners with that. Mm -hmm. But you really... Yeah, I have a level of disconnect because I haven't personally experienced it. Even in my former marriage, I was married for a long time and I was never jealous about, you know, if my other partner or... You know, when I was dating before, like, I was just always non-exclusive. The The commitment levels were communicated up front. So I just, I wasn't looking at people in a way that the only way my relationship was valid with them was if it was romantic. Sex is something that I do with people. It's like any other hobby. And I don't feel <clears throat> like I'm, like I need to control the way other people use their time or express their sexuality at all. I I think that might be, I mean, at least that's why I think this is not an issue for you. Sex is the single most important thing in your life, right? Right. So it's not that it's not important. It's just that you view sex as just a thing that you do with people. Mm-hmm. It's a way of connecting. It's a way of getting relief. It's a way of feeling good. Having fun. Having fun. Mm-hmm. You have friends that you get together with, and whether or not you have sex was never planned. You're with them. If the situation's there, you do. If it's not there, you don't. Most of the people in your life, you have some level of sexual relationship with. Right. Which... That makes, I'm sorry, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I get it. You have two people, if they have an attraction towards each other, if sex feels good, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. And the answer would be because 
commitment and jealousy can get in the way. But if those things don't get in the way, there's nothing really stopping that interaction from happening. Right. It's simply something that's pleasurable that you feel better doing than not doing it. Right. As long as the structure's in place to remove barriers like morality conflicts or, you know, if they have a a monogamous relationship, of course, I'm not going to intrude on that because I respect people and their dynamics. I'm not going to intrude on somebody's time or demand that I get attention when they have other commitments. So, yeah, I mean, the way I've structured my relationships in the past is just that I take what I get from people, I give what I can give, and and I don't have to pine after them when they're not available or try to garner attention when, I mean, that's just too much work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. And I'm asking you about this not because I disagree with it or I'm questioning you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fascinating that you've always felt that way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people evolve to that point. When I say a lot, it's not a lot. But anybody in the polyam community, a lot of people in the kink or even swingers community evolve to that point. But I don't think most of us start there. Mm-hmm. It is something to be shed. Would you agree? I've seen it, yeah. I I don't think I've ever met anybody personally that shared my specific view from the get-go, for sure. It's something you get to. Mm-hmm. And you, you had a vastly different experience coming into polyamory than I did, so... Yeah, that, totally, the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I was in traditional relationships my whole life. Yeah. And in the past, I had done some swinging, which I didn't have any issues with jealousy there. But I was always with my partner. We had a rule that we would never see a person more than once. Um, obviously, if it was a, a female partner, then it wasn't an issue. If it was a male partner, uh, I say partner. I mean, there's uh, me and him aren't interacting. Mm-hmm. But we are both pleasing my, my female partner. Mm-hmm. But that was never an issue for me. But we, me and my partner always played together. She never contacted them outside of the relationship. Certainly feelings mm-hmm. weren't involved. So you had structured your relationships to prevent it was a attachments that would cause jealousy. To yeah, it was, a, it was a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And we did some swinging on the side. But it was a monogamous relationship emotionally. Right. Period. So... I never thought of that as being non-monogamous. Technically, I suppose it was, but mm-hmm. emotionally, we were we were married, right. basically. Mm-hmm. And I never even considered polyamory until when I had some exposure to it. I started. It was more of an analytical thing. I I started thinking for the first time about what it would be like to be in a relationship where you had that freedom. For example, I always enjoyed, forgive the frat boy sounding answer, but I always enjoyed the hunt. Mm -hmm. I always enjoyed flirting. I always enjoyed seduction. I always enjoyed 
you know, this has nothing to do with the kink or DS or anything like that, but I always enjoyed flirting, dating. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the butterflies that I would get when a pretty girl was interested in me. Mm-hmm. And, and still do. I still do. But I accepted the fact that before I explored this, I accepted the fact that ah, that's just something you give up. For all the things you gain, the stability of a partner, the commitment, the friendship, the bond, the trust, all the things that you gain from a monogamous relationship, I always thought, well, you, you give up those things, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But the minute I was single, oh my God, I had fun. Right. And so I started thinking about what would that be like to be able to have both? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really thinking about initially about being with... A, a lot of equal partners. My first thought was, I would be in a relationship, but we would be free to date other people. What would that look like? And on paper, it just seemed so much fun. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I could, you could have your cake and eat it too. I could flirt, I could date, I could be with someone for the first time, all these fun things. Again, no, nothing to do with the kink side. Right. This is just about another person. But that seemed very exciting to me. However, I didn't know how the hell I was going to get there because as much as I could see myself doing this, my partner doing it was very painful. The thought of my partner having feelings for somebody else, the thought of my partner wanting somebody else, very hypocritical. Right. But I was aware that it was hypocritical. Well, in times that I've had partners that expressed that they were jealous of time that I'm not giving them or whatever. I believe that that comes from a place of scarcity. Like if I am using up all my time or sexual energy with somebody else that they won't have it when they want it. And like, I think that's another reason why I don't really struggle with this because I don't have that as a mindset. I don't have any doubt that if I wanted a new partner that I wouldn't have trouble finding one or if I needed somebody to spend my Saturday afternoon with that I wouldn't have access to somebody that wanted to play with me or you know even if it was just going to see a movie or Netflix and chill you know like I'd never that doesn't even cross my mind as something that I need to try and guard because I've got people in my life that I can reach out to and fill my needs when I need them met. See, I get that. <clears throat> I get that as far as the physical part. Mm-hmm. That, and that's almost a fair type of jealousy. Mm-hmm. If I was married to a woman and on Tuesday night she went out and had sex with one of her partners... And then came home and didn't want to have sex with me because she was tired or satisfied. That seems like reasonable jealousy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, in the sense that I am I am being denied something because of your pursuing somebody else. Right. I'm not saying reasonable. That's maybe not the right word. But I can understand that. Some, Some, somewhat justifiable, <clears throat> maybe? Well, just something's being taken away. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... That's a fact. I didn't get to have sex tonight with my own wife. Mm-hmm. If if you're going from a, a monogamous mindset, right. So, 
that makes sense. But what, what the part that was challenging for me, like if we were in a monogamous relationship, whatever, how many years back, mm-hmm. it wasn't that. Because if you were gone and you came back, you're always... You always want sex. So I would not be being denied sex. Mm-hmm. It would be, I might then be denied it by a couple hours, mm-hmm. but I would get sex. Not a big deal. It would bother or would have bothered me more you texting somebody and having feelings for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I started to view that as a weakness on my part. Hmm. I'm careful to say that I'm not judging somebody else because I'm not suggesting somebody else is weak because they feel jealousy. Mm-hmm. I have areas of strengths and weaknesses, and so there's other areas that person would be strong and I would be weak. I'm not superior to anybody. Sure. I only applied this to myself, but it was a weakness on my part because I... Why would you feeling that way for somebody else mean that anything was being taken away from me? Mm -hmm. It's not. If you have a kid, you love your child. You have a second child, you love that child. You don't love the first one less. Right. And on paper, that made perfect sense. It did not mean I wouldn't feel that way. It just means that I started to see it on paper. That's not the way I want it to feel. I want to get to a point where that wasn't a thing for me. Right. And I had, I think probably where I had the most difficulty with this is when I wasn't relating to somebody anymore and I wanted the relationship to transition. It's like an all or nothing thing with people. So if all of a sudden I no longer want to have sex with them or don't have time on their schedule anymore the wall goes up and they shut down so they completely remove what love I was being given and find somebody else and I always felt like that was unfair because I didn't want that to happen I always wanted the relationships to continue in whatever form they were if that meant you know two times a week texts or you know fun pictures once in a while it's whatever it is you know it doesn't have to be I don't have to possess them in order to still be a part of their life right you take what they can give and don't expect more than they can give right and the same I felt should be given back to me and it sounds so easy on paper mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I kept viewing this all of those things I agree with that mm-hmm. I view that as that is exactly the way it should be on paper, but it didn't change the fact that it would still hurt. Mm-hmm. And I still felt these things. Right. And I think the first point for me when I started to really get past that, it came from when I was also free to explore other relationships as well and was getting my my cup filled from other people and I was getting those needs met from other people and I was no longer expecting to get everything from one person. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a mathematical formula. If I'm monogamous and my partner is monogamous, well then it's equal. 
if the partner does share with loving me and loving somebody else, it doesn't mean they love me less, right? Just like if you have another kid and Mm -hmm. you don't love them less. But if there's another partner involved, there is time that person's getting that you're not. There just is. Mm -hmm. There's effort. There's emotion, right? I mean, you are giving up something. And as soon as I was in a situation like that and I was free to pursue other relationships myself, then there was no net loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have as much... Every time you send a text to somebody else, that's three seconds you're not spending with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm texting people as well. Right. So that's three seconds that I'm getting from another person. Mm-hmm. And so there's equilibrium. Well, and the There's s- balance in the relationship. The sum of the parts is greater than the whole that you were getting with just one person before. Like, you can have more companionship with two people than you would get from one. You can have all the needs met in multiple instead of just the single source. So I, I understand that the idea of monogamy is trying to find, like, the one that... It's going to meet every single need and, and give you everything. Mm-hmm. But with the without the jealousy, you can get that need met and met and met and met. So why would you limit it? It just doesn't... And it's never made sense to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's... When he said it doesn't make sense, that's where I, I keep saying. I, I looked at it on paper and I thought, this is the way I want to be. I could see this vision of freedom and excitement and getting butterflies from new people and just all the things that I enjoy out of life and I could still get those things and well initially I wasn't looking for a primary partner right I was just looking to get these needs met with different people Mm -hmm. but I would fulfill these needs everywhere but then I wasn't going to expect them to be faithful or loyal to me either right in fact i think if they had wanted to i probably would have pulled away from that relationship because i think it's a recipe for failure Mm -hmm. for me there are plenty of couples especially if libidos don't match where they come to an agreement where one partner has other partners and the the first partner doesn't and it can absolutely work Mm-hmm. But that's not in my world. That's it needed to have balance. Yeah, I I agree with that as well because I the last thing I want is for somebody to feel that loss, like they're giving something up because I'm not going to be there on those times that they want attention or something. Like I wanted, I've had partners that would offer that as an option. Well. I don't want to be polyamorous, so I'll just be monogamous to you, and you can still do your thing. And I I would encourage them to continue to, to seek out other partners, because I don't want the responsibility that I'm shorting them, or that I'm not being equal. It, the, there's, like, guilt and, you know, really yucky feelings around that for me. Well, and I think they could be confused, because... Some of this can be viewed as 
quid pro quo. Uh-huh. You have someone, I have someone. You're going out on a date tonight, I need to go on a, on a date tonight. And that's not, I don't think that's healthy. Right. It's not like all this is pre and then hopefully someday post-COVID. But if you are out and spending a night with, with another partner, I don't need to spend a night with another or one of my partners to feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. I just need to know that if I choose to, I can. Right. If I choose to, I can pop open Tinder and I can swipe. Right. And I, and could... I wouldn't want to force somebody into into my lifestyle either. If they're not going to feel fulfilled because I'm be, being polyamorous and they're monogamous, I mean, if that's happy for them, then great. But I don't want to force them to be polyamorous too just because I am. And you, you can't. No. It's not going to work. I mean, if a person is feeling these things and they keep it to themselves, mm-hmm. that's that's a challenge. Well, I think the the mindset there is that if I show you that you're my only, that eventually you'll come around or something like that. Like, it's a, it's a proving... I'm going to show you how much I love you by remaining faithful to you. Right, and I think that's... I've noble, but so wrong. I've seen that firsthand with you, with mm-hmm. one of your partners who that is where the relationship started. They were going to be loyal and faithful to you to show you how much. And that almost was a deal breaker for you seeing them. Right. Because you just saw that as a setup for them getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a lot of conversations around that because that's not, like I said, there's guilt feelings around that for me. And I don't want to make, I don't want the responsibility of making somebody feel bad because I am being who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if the person is not, can't handle it, there's nothing wrong with them. There's, that is not a flaw in them. No, because this life isn't for everybody. No, and there are, but there are people in the the polyamory community that can take a a very superior attitude Mm -hmm. to people like they're better than other people that, and that's, that is I couldn't disagree with that more. Right. Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses and their own characters and morals. And mm-hmm. And just like monogamy isn't for us, polyamory isn't for everybody. And you have to hopefully examine things with an open mind and make knowledgeable decisions about the way you want to live your life and not just see that that monogamy or polyamory or whatever is the only way. Absolutely. Now what about compersion? Compersion is a great part of this process because just having non-jealousy is is a starting place. It means that you have other partners. It doesn't bother me that you have other partners. I'm okay with you having other partners. I'm not going to be mad at you if you spend the night with someone else. Mm-hmm. But it does not mean that I'm happy this is happening. Right. Well, for me, I believe that that is a natural state for me as well. Because when I am not with one of my partners, I don't want them sitting at home pining over the time. So, of course, I want them to be enjoying themselves in whatever way they choose to well, explain spend their time. What, explain what compersion is. So, th- this is what this is a, a compersion. I don't know if this is a made up word in the twenty first <laughs> century because I hadn't heard it used before until this community. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean? Well, it's the state 
in which you can enjoy somebody else's joy, be happy for somebody else's happiness. It's similar to when somebody gets a job promotion and you're like, wow, I'm really happy that you got promoted. You're, you know, your life is on the up and up and I'm so proud of you. Like that kind of core feeling is compersion. But it, in the romantic sense, it's like when you go out with somebody, I'm not going to be at home wishing that you were having a sucky time or I hope he's thinking of me or gosh, I wish I was there too. Like, I just want you to have fun and enjoy your time with whoever you're spending time with. Well, I think compersion, it's, it applies more to like the romantic type setting because aside from those, I'm jealous of my coworker who got the promotion and not me. Mm-hmm. I think most people feel joy when someone else feels joy. Mm-hmm. When our friends, something good happens to them, we're happy for them. So feeling those things when it's not no but i'm just using that as an example because it is something that we experience in other contexts exactly so it's applying it to the relationship side it's a basically that's saying, when it's the leap you know, as like, soon as you put sex in there you, right. that is often not what what happens right and this happens oh my gosh you'll see this i mean you see this in the swinger community like Oh, of course I want my wife to have a good time. As long as she doesn't choose a man with a bigger cock than mine. You've mm-hmm. heard, you've seen that and heard yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And Unless it's their kink, which unless it's their, I happen to enjoy. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but you see this where mm-hmm. like they don't want, they, they don't want their partner at the swingers club to choose to play with somebody better looking than them or, or younger. younger than them. Mm-hmm. Or a woman who's overweight who doesn't want the man to choose a thin woman. Mm-hmm. That happens. Mm-hmm. Mm, bigger, often. Bigger tits or whatever. Fill yeah. in the blank. Fill you know, in the like... blank. And that's the opposite of compersion. Because mm-hmm. what compersion would be in the, at the swingers club would be, oh, I don't have the biggest cock in the world, but I know my wife loved big cocks. I hope she finds a big cock tonight because she'll really enjoy that. Right. Or he's a tit guy. I hope he, hope my husband finds a, we can find a woman with big tits for him to play with because I know that he says he loves my itty bitties, but I know he likes big chugs. Mm-hmm. Like that's compersion. And plenty of swingers do feel that way. Mm-hmm. But plenty don't. They're yeah. okay with their partner being with someone else. They're not rooting them on to experience pleasure. Right. Now, and we went through this personally early on in the relationship because you were gone. So it was... You were traveling and being with other people, and I always knew because we've never had any reason to hide those relationships from each other, and you knew when I was with my other partners, but when you would tell me how it went, I was sincerely happy that it went great, and when it didn't, I was sad that it didn't, you know, but I wanted you to not be alone, and I wanted you to enjoy your dinner with people and have great sex and and not and I wasn't worried that I was missing out on anything well the same thing happened with you which when we started really clicking and talking more and this started to evolve when you were with other partners a couple times you would stop and message me 
a text or two throughout the night or you'd message me good night. Mm-hmm. And at one point I asked you, I said, are you just doing that because you're thinking of me or is it because you want to make sure that you're protecting my heart? You want to make sure that I know that you're thinking of me or like what, what are the motives behind it? And your motives were you were trying to protect my heart yeah, and, and help alleviate a fear that I might be jealous, but it wasn't be like you were taken out of the place you were in and joined the person you were with to do that. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I didn't want you to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you that if, Hey, if the, if that, if the person you're with is in the shower and you're thinking of me, I'm not opposed to you texting me, but don't ever feel like you have to. And the reason why is because I wanted you to, and I wanted you to be present with the person you're with Mm-hmm. and enjoy that experience as much as possible. It wasn't about me. You you having sex with a partner, how is that about me? Yeah. And so that was, I didn't have a word for it at the time, but that's what compersion was. Mm-hmm. You were having less fun because you were worried what I was going to be thinking. Right. You used the concert analogy Yeah. Uh, earlier when we were talking to, or I guess in another episode or something, but it's, it applies here. Yeah, if so. I if I bought you concert tickets, mm-hmm. I find no joy in you saying that the opening band was mediocre or the sound wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want you to have the... Like, if you come back and say that was the greatest concert experience of my life, mm-hmm. that would make me the happiest. And if it wasn't sex, almost everybody would feel that way if they bought someone concert tickets. Mm-hmm. You add sex, and all of a sudden, you don't necessarily feel the same way. Right. But I have always felt that way with you. Now, one of the reasons that I think that jealousy wasn't, and it's, I mean, it's never been an issue in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We've never had to work through it. We've, we have never had a single conversation where we're talking through these feelings. We're open to it. It can, it can happen tomorrow. We're human. Yeah. And we're open to discussing, but it has not come up. And part of it for me was that, we started off this way. Mm-hmm. That made it a lot easier. I have tried to transition from a loving, monogamous relationship into a polyamorous relationship. And it was really, really difficult. And everything was above board. Like, the person I was with didn't do anything wrong. It was moving into another area. And I, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. I wasn't entirely free. Like, it, it just wasn't a healthy polyamorous relationship, the two of us. Mm-hmm. You know, jealousy on both sides. It just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But part of it was because of that is that we tried to move from this monogamy to something else, and it's it sucked. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst experiences of my life, and no one's at fault for that. It's just, that was hard. Mm-hmm. But when I met you, and this is how I'm going to be. I've already been pursuing this. This is how you are. You've always been this way. And we started off with, this is who we are. That was pretty simple. Yeah, then it was just seeing it in application. Yeah. To make sure that we're really talking the same language. Like, I can say that this is the way I am, but until you see it in action, you really don't. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there were incidents where that came up with us because I still didn't know. I mean, you mm-hmm. you talked about the, how you didn't get jealous, but that didn't mean. I mean, that's on paper. It doesn't mean anything until mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember a couple times that happened early on. The first time we spent time with another woman, and I decided that I was going to be true to myself. We had another partner that night. I was going to pay as much attention to her as with you. And if you were in the room or if you were out of the room, it would not change the fact if I felt like touching her, I would touch her. Mm-hmm. Right? I was just going to basically do whatever felt right at that moment. And so a few times when you had left the room and the two of us were sitting there, we started fooling around. And you would come back in and you would jump right in. Everything was fine. But, but the next moment I had, I would check in with you. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I would say... Are you comfortable that we were playing when you came back in? I'm still trying to protect your heart. I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. And you, you a couple times said, yeah, of course it's okay. Just be you. And then later on that evening, eventually you said, you can stop asking. Yeah. I'm and good, really. I, huh? pro- I promise you. <laughs> but, I, but I needed reassurance. I had to get reassurance from you that I wasn't hurting you. If I, if I thought for a second that, that me doing that was hurting you, I wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. But the second time, this is more subtle. I don't know if you even remember this, but it was, we were in a gas station somewhere and you were looking for iced tea and I was on Tinder and I was texting some girl mm-hmm. and I was just waiting for you to find the iced tea you were looking for. So I'm just texting and texting and I'm, I don't know if you were kind of standing there, a few minutes went by. I was waiting for you to find your iced tea, but eventually we stopped and I said, did you find your iced tea? And you said, oh, I decided not to have iced tea yet. I said, oh, well, why are we standing here? And you you said, oh, I was waiting for you to finish texting her. Like we, like you were waiting for me to finish. I was, you know, just we misunderstood. We were both waiting for the other person. <laughs> yeah. But then it, it, it clicked to me. It's a very subtle thing, but not really. What, what clicked to me is that you had no problem just patiently waiting for me to text this other woman because I was in the middle of a conversation. You didn't want me to interrupt. Right. And so you just patiently waited for me. And it, like it hit me later. I went, wow, she really wasn't bothered by this. Even if there was, even if I wasn't on Tinder and I was just talking to a friend, it, it wouldn't have been unreasonable for you to say, Hey, uh, can we get out of here? But, yeah. but you didn't. I think specifically, I actually, had I been talking to a friend, you might have said something. But I think you purposely were tr- trying to give me the space to have that engagement. Yeah, well, pr- maybe, but maybe not. I mean, in my mind, it's no different. There's, like I said, it's just something else that I do. Sex or texting or whatever is just something that I do with other people. It's not like... If that was a coworker, I would care any more than if it's somebody that you're interested in talking to to have a relationship with. It's really not that much of a difference in my head. Like, I would respect it a little bit more if it was somebody you were serious about. But I'm going to give the same respect to anybody who has your attention at that time, regardless of where that relationship is. And again, the fact that sex is involved didn't change how you felt. Right. That's really what it comes down to for you, is that the sex does not corrupt your interaction. It doesn't validate the relationship. The relationship is just as important 
regardless of what your commonalities are. It doesn't matter that it's a sex attraction, that you're a coworker, that you, you know, somebody that you, a client, you know, it doesn't matter to me if whoever's got your attention at that moment is worthy of that time and they, they need to have it. And when you're done with them, then here I am and I'll have what time you give me. Sounds so easy. (laughs) (laughs) It is for you. Okay, so another thing that I did in the process of me figuring out how to get past this was that I kept checking in with myself. Mm -hmm. And I kept checking in with the fact that I was developing feelings for you and my relationship was growing with you. And, well, and again, I I had other partners while being polyamorous before you. Mm Mm-hmm. But it became, you know, you and I were getting more serious. Mm -hmm. And I just kept checking myself and realizing that me talking and flirting with other girls or sleeping with other girls, I know for a fact that it did not affect my feelings towards you, my desire to be with you, my growing desire for you to travel with me someday. Like that was, like that didn't change at all. Mm -hmm. And so... Because I knew that how I felt about you was not being harmed by this, mm-hmm. then I could easily project onto you that you having other partners didn't affect the way you felt about me. The part that I also kept applying to me, that I was also applying to you. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just trying to give you the same credit that I have, if, if I'm not losing my love for you because of sex with somebody else, why would you lose it for me? Mm-hmm. On paper, super easy, but I was putting it to practice. Mm-hmm. But the other part was, is that because you, I don't like the word allow, but because our dynamic made it okay for me to pursue these other women and not just saying it's okay, but actually with your actions and your words, me knowing that no harm was happening, no one's getting sad, there's no drama, there's no, nothing bad was happening. That was making my love for you grow even faster. I was developing stronger feelings for you because I could pursue these other relationships. Right. And so when I applied that to you, not only was I not threatened by you being with other people, but the fact that I was okay with it and even encouraging it and happy for you when you did it, mm-hmm. I projected onto you that you were loving me more mm-hmm. because of it. More than if that wasn't okay. Right, and by the op- the same side of the opposite is, or the opposite side <laughs> of the same coin, whatever that right, I gotcha. phrase is. If I had been like, oh, I really miss you. I, you know, like, not that I don't miss you, but if, oh, I wish it was me in that bed with you tonight, you know, putting those things on you and making you feel guilt over not being with me, like, that would have pushed you away. It would have done the exact opposite of what I, of what we wanted to happen. You know, if we're in this relationship and we feel ourselves drawing closer, doing that is is just going to be, you know, it's going to divide us more instead of bringing us together. Well, that's, yeah, that that's the idea. I mm-hmm. mean, 
someone may ask, and it's a reasonable question, if you are chatting with other people or even pursuing or having sex with other people without me there, mm-hmm. am I not afraid of losing you? I mean, that, and that's not an, an unrealistic fear. That's a fair question to ask. Mm-hmm. Is that not a fear that she's going to leave me for somebody else? And my response is, why the hell would she? Right. I'm letting her have all this. I'm giving her a great life. I'm making her happy. I treat her well. I'm taking care of her. We're traveling the world. And you get to have everything. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and, and leave a situation with a partner that is literally giving you everything. You're denied nothing in this world. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave me over that? That's insane. Well, and even if for some reason... That was the choice that was made. It's not unfair. You, are, no, we are allowed to decide sure. that we want to be with somebody 100%, else. 100%. 100%. But the fear, I don't have the fear because of that reason. I don't right. think you'll make that choice. If you do make the choice, well, that can happen in a monogamous relationship. Absolutely. So that, that applies to any relationship. Mm-hmm. However, in a polyamorous relationship, you leaving me is not an all or nothing I would still have you in my life because I know for a fact you would never get into a monogamous relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. If you decide that there's a better fit for you in another polyamorous relationship, if you if it moved that direction, mm-hmm. I'm still part of your life. I know I'm, you're not going to Right. Because it doesn't me. have to be an all or nothing. No. And mm-hmm. would I be sad over that? Of course I would. Mm-hmm. If you decided that I wasn't the best fit for you to pursue this type of relationship, of course I'd be sad. I mean, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I would be sad if a friend got a job out of state and moved away and I didn't get to see that person. It's okay to be sad. That's not the same as jealousy. Right. It's not jealousy. I would be sad over the loss. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing. Right. And in my experience, dealing with jealousy is really hard. Dealing with loss is easy relative to jealousy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy is a toxin. It's so painful. What about the flip side? I have had several situations with partners. One, I guess it was both times. Okay, no, I'm sorry, but we only did it one time. So I had a the partner I had where we did the swinging thing. Mm-hmm. At one point, even though she wanted to be with two men, mm-hmm. and that was a fantasy, even though she had the time of her life and she enjoyed it and she was grateful and thanked me, at some point she resented me for being okay with it. She mm. resented me for not having a problem with it. And... Another relationship, it never happened, but she wanted, she was curious about being with two men. And I said, okay, well, I have a friend. Mm-hmm. We went over, spent time with the friend. And I told her at any point that if she wanted to, to not do this, all she had to do was say, I'm ready to go. And, and that's what happened. She got nervous and said uh, she was ready to go. And so we left. Mm-hmm. But when she asked me, she's like, you were going to go through with this. I'm like, yeah. She's like, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. So my lack of acting jealous 
hurt the person. Yeah, I've had that projected on me. It usually comes from female partners for some reason. That's just my experience, not painting anybody with a broad brush. But <laughs> it's like a possession thing. Like, if you don't want me enough, then your love isn't true. Like, for some reason, me not being jealous somehow makes my feelings less authentic. And I think that's just, that's really wrong. And I've never understood why that happens, but I, you know, I can totally see that as a pattern with other people for sure. So with that, um, that partner, I can, I can see why that, that would have come up for sure. I think that comes from this idea that we're preconditioned to believe that jealousy and love are connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, both of the, the partners I've had that felt that way just clearly stated that the fact that I didn't feel jealous about them having sex with somebody else, they felt meant I didn't love them. Mm -hmm. But you don't feel jealous at the time that they spend at work or... With no. their platonic friends. Or... And had they developed feelings for somebody else at that point in my life, I would have felt then jealous over that. So for me, at the time, I just separated sex and these other people were just sex toys. They were just objects for our sex. Mm -hmm. So I never even, I never saw it that way. Mm -hmm. um, that does remind me, that's the, the Heinlein quote. Uh, right. You want to pick this one apart? Yeah, let's go for it. So let's just break it down. Jealousy is a disease. Love is a healthy condition. Agreed? I absolutely agree that love is the healthiest expression of a relationship regardless of the inclusion of sex in it or not. Agreed. I mean, love is just a goodness. Mm -hmm. Which is a quote from the same book. <laughs> But it's a goodness. Mm -hmm. Then he says the immature mind often mistakes one for the other. And that's where your partner's where I think at. Because they're saying that the that you can't have one without the other, right? So if you really love them, then you wouldn't be okay with them sharing them with somebody else. Right. And in fact, he even goes on to say, or assumes that the greater the love, the greater the jealousy. Mm -hmm. the, the only thing I don't like about that is when he says the immature mind. Mm -hmm. That, to me, that rings of the polyamorous person feeling superior to the monogamous person. Well. And I don't think that's fair. Just the, the word immature is not the right word. Maybe it's just not the right word. I think the intention is right because there is, there you know, like the basis of relationships and then there's doing this at a, I don't know, for a better word, but a more mature level. Like, just emotionally being able more to process... E more evolved? I don't know. Evolved sounds hoity-toity, too, so... <laughs> Progressive. Still. I mean, it's... Well, I guess all those things, the thing they have in common is that they're all implying that it is a state above the monogamous state. Mm -hmm. 
instead of being parallel. Instead I of, think where it would be wrong is if it said that there's a right and wrong way to do it, and the only right way is for it to be, you know, that it's not greater. But it's, it's not. It's just a different variant of, the, you know, it doesn't invalidate your love that you're not jealous. It doesn't make your your love more authentic if you are. It's just a variant. I think they're independent of one another. Mm-hmm. Because he then, he f- finishes by saying, in fact, mm-hmm. jealousy and love are almost incompatible. One emotion hardly leaves room for the other. And I, I don't agree with that. I think they're independent. That makes it sound like if you feel jealous, you can't feel love. And mm-hmm. that's wrong. A person could be wildly head over heels, passionately in love, and it's the most real, genuine love a partner can have for the other partner, and still feel overwhelming jealousy, pain and infidelity, jealousy over the the thought of them being with somebody else. You can still feel those things and still feel real love. It's not that... I, I, I don't agree. I think that just I think it was independent things. Either you have this toxic jealousy thing in you or you don't, and you can love someone or you don't. They're not necessarily connected. I think the mistake is trying to connect them. Jealousy means love. By the way, I've seen that before too, where a person can even taunt their partner into doing things to show their jealousy. Hitting on someone at the club just to get their partner riled up so their partner will show how much they love them by getting mad. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, right? Right. I mean, that's a pretty unhealthy <laughs> expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to do that to a person specifically, like making someone jealous on purpose, is a pretty ugly thing to do. I mean, you're causing pain to somebody. Really shitty pain. Mm-hmm. Like, you're almost the one who's not being loving. Right, and I think maybe that's where he's going with that. Because the obsession with the jealousy can get to the point where it overrides your ability to show your love, to your ability to treat your partner with compassion. Well, sure. I mean, at the extreme case, a, a stalker yeah. is feeling... I mean, jealousy is one of the things a stalker will typically feel. Mm-hmm. And they themselves will believe that's love. Mm-hmm. I love this person so much. If I can't have them, no one else can. Right. And when they're with somebody else, I feel so much pain because of love. And in that case, they again, they're just independent. Mm-hmm. Stalking isn't love. Jealousy is does not equate to love. Right. It's, it's different. Yeah. So how do you... How does one move into a a polyamorous relationship from a monogamous relationship when they're afraid of jealousy? How does a a couple do this if they've decided that this is something they want to do, but they're afraid of jealousy? How? I think first and foremost, you have to go into it knowing that it's going to come up. And you have to be ready to have those hard conversations around it and maybe even start and stop, you know, try something. If that doesn't work back up a little bit, 
do the processing on the emotions and then go forward with the other relationship or, or whatever is going on. Like you, you just have to know that it's not going to be this easy walk in the park. Does that sound familiar? Remember that partner of yours that was wanted to try a polyamorous relationship for the first time and he asked me for advice. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I told him was, do you remember? It's going to be hard. I go, it plan on it sucking. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, hooray, it might not. Good mm-hmm. for you. You're one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. But if you plan on it not hurting because you read this book that says love can't be divided, I'm not going to feel jealous. There's an unlimited supply. It sounds so easy. Yeah. So, so you go into it mm-hmm. with eyes wide open going, this is going to be hard. The potential for the pain is great. And the thing that I think helps, because this is what I did, not in one specific relationship, but the progression of trying to make the transition and not working, entering into this world, mm-hmm. is that I kept my eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like I'm going to run a marathon. I'm not a professional marathon runner. I'm a recreational runner, and therefore running 26 miles is going to fucking hurt. Yeah. And it's going to suck at times. Mm -hmm. But I know how it's going to feel when I complete this thing because I know that I'm shooting for something that's going to feel so good that when I'm suffering, I could work my way through it because I know it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I would not be running that marathon if at the end of the marathon I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I gain nothing from it. I, I don't get to post to Facebook about it. I don't get to tell my friends. No one's waiting for me at the finish line. I'll get no sense of satisfaction. All this is going to be is pain. Well, then screw this. I'm not going to do that. But because I, I had this thing that I knew was going to be amazing, then when I felt certain things, I could say it's just temporary. It's, I'm going to get through this. It's going to pass. The other side's going to be beautiful. So you really sold yourself on the benefits and because you were bought in, you were willing to do the work. I have an analytical mind. I had to weigh pros and cons and had to see it basically on paper. I wanted to have a life that was a certain way. I could not wrap my head around how I could get to that point without it sucking. Mm-hmm. I wanted the joy of completing the marathon. I couldn't wrap my head around how I could do that without having to run the 26 miles. Right. But because I always had that in sight there was something worth fighting for and I knew it was temporary, mm-hmm. I could push through. Yeah. And I guess I've felt that from the other side of it where I'm not having to do the sustained marathon. I'm just coming in and I'm giving people the water, <laughs> which is also a reference to the book. Um, oh, good. But I nice. like I, I come in and I'm like, okay, I know you're having a hard time, but we're going to process this. I'm here for you. We're going to take some time and get through whatever point you're struggling on. And then they can move on with their journey because I'm still the same, basically. Well, that's the next part Mm -hmm. is that if you're doing this with a partner, I would say the moment the partner runs out of empathy, unless you're already to the other side, that's a failed experiment with that partner. Mm-hmm. 
that partner needs to have empathy to the end of the race. Right. You need it, to keep giving water to the end of the race. You can't give out water to the 18 mile mark. Mm-hmm. That person will drop dead at 20. Right. If I, at any point I said, okay, <laughs> we've really done this enough and you're, you're good. You're really good. Just stop it. Yeah. And by, oh, don't be jealous anymore. We already covered this. We already talked about this. Yeah. So this, this is the fourth time we've covered the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's important that when you recognize the other person, other person's jealousy is that you have to recognize that you do not get to decide how much or how long it's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like if somebody was in a grieving process, you don't get to tell them that six months is enough or a year is enough. Right. They have to fully process. And if you're not willing to go through this journey with your partner, then that is not a relationship that should probably move this direction. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with not being willing to go through it. There's nothing wrong with saying, look, we've talked about this four times. I can't go there with you anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you hitting an emotional support wall either, but it just means that's probably not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm you can't pull the plug on how much empathy you have. Right. And that means it's a, it's a two way street and it goes both ways. I also think it's important to recognize that each person's going to have a different journey. Mm-hmm. You can't go to a, a swingers club and you meet another couple and you swap partners and now you're both getting to play with somebody else. And because you're playing with somebody else, it doesn't bother you that your partner is, but your partner is bothered. You can't project that onto them. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. It shouldn't bother you. you it yeah. shouldn't bother you. Mm-hmm. Or, or how about this one? I let you go out on a date with somebody Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a problem with it. How is it that you're now feeling jealous when I... You just went out with someone last night. Mm-hmm. How is it that you're now feeling jealous when I'm going with somebody? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Each person has this individual journey that has to be respected. And they're going to be different. I can't imagine it being identical. Mm-hmm. So you have to have empathy. You have to understand that there's differences. Mm-hmm. Communication. Honesty. Right. Expressing that you feel jealousy. Uh, by the way, expressing it in a good way. Don't come at your partner with jealousy aggressively and expect empathy. Right. That's your fault for not addressing it. Mm-hmm. You need to come to your partner and say, you didn't do anything wrong because we decided that we were going to do this. So you weren't wrong by having sex with them or you weren't wrong by being on Tinder. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't change the fact that I feel this way. It doesn't feel good. Please talk to me and help me process this because I don't want to feel this way. Right. In fact, I want to see you on Tinder and legitimately ask you if you met anybody. And when you say yes, be happy for you. I want to be this way. Mm -hmm. I don't feel this way now. That's okay. You can express that. You can even express negativity, I think. You can say, you know what, honestly, when you went out tonight with them, I was honestly hoping that you guys had a shitty dinner and you came home to me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds terrible to say. That's not compersion, this thing I read about. Mm-hmm. But that is how I felt. But I don't want to feel that way next time. Mm-hmm. 
but you, it, it's a matter of how you express it, and the other person has to express empathy back. It's got to be. Well, and there's great resources out there. If you're not emotionally able or you've dealt with it and you just run out of ways to do the mental gymnastics around it, find polyamorous uh, support groups. Find a counselor to talk to. Find another couple that you can that that's been through the journey that they can give you that hope that's you know like this is going to be okay if you can get through it yeah the there are so many groups i mean in social media mm-hmm. there's probably polyam groups local to you unless you're in a tiny town you're probably not going to have as hard of a time connecting to these groups as you think right you will get empathy from the group mhm the group is not going to look down at you because you're struggling even if you show up there with your partner and your partner doesn't have a problem with jealousy at all, only you do, mm-hmm. you're not going to be judged as weak. No. Not at all. It's <laughs> such a common thing that there's no way anybody could cast a stone at you without being just laughed off the face of the earth because they're a hypocrite. Because, I mean, it just, it's mm-hmm. the way that people are. And it's understandable. It's not outside of, I mean, you're not a, three-headed monster because all of a sudden you have sideways feelings about something and and this stuff just pops up and you can't control it you can only react to it and control that and when it comes to jealousy because it is recognized as a, a reasonable emotion even if we all agree that it's cancer and it's toxic and we don't want to feel this way mm-hmm. it's recognized that it's real mm-hmm. and one of the things you might be surprised at if this is new to you is that it is perfectly acceptable to construct your relationship with jealousy in mind. Mm-hmm. And what do you need to do to not have these feelings? Right. And it doesn't have to look like someone else's relationship. Mm-hmm. You talk to one poly couple, polyam couple. And one partner can't wait for the other partner to come home and tell them all about the sex they had. It's going to turn them on to hear about it. And they're going to wind up having sex because they're going to be turned on and it's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. There's other polyam couples where they want to hear all about it just because of morbid curiosity. Because they've decided they're always going to be honest and share all the details. But you'll also find polyamorous couples who they don't want to hear about it. They have no problem with their partner going out and pursuing something with someone else. They know what they're doing. They know if they're going to spend the night or or if they're coming home later. Mm -hmm. And they're perfectly fine with it. They're not hiding or faking non-jealousy. They're completely comfortable. But they don't want to hear about it. Or they don't want to see their partner with somebody else. Right. But that doesn't mean that the jealousy is a barrier to doing this. They figured out what worked for them. And they constructed their relationship to allow for this. So so jealousy can even exist in a healthy polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. if it's navigated right. Right. Even if the goal should be, I someday don't want to feel this way at all. Mm-hmm. But that's not, it's not unfair to do that. Right? Right. And build hierarchies if you need to. There's no right or wrong way to do this at all as long as everybody is working towards the same goal. I think that's... With empathy, love, compassion, Mm -hmm. honesty, all these things. I mean, the thing about, and and you hear this all the time, and and it's true, is that Mm 
things like infidelity often isn't about the sex. It's about the betrayal of trust, the dishonesty. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the sexual part wasn't the actual issue, even though it's called infidelity because they had sex. Mm -hmm. My partner cheated on me, so I broke up with him. It isn't always about the sex. That person may have actually been okay had you just discussed it with them or if you guys were at a swingers club with your friends. Mm-hmm. The sex wasn't always the issue. It's, yeah. It's the other it's, parts. It's the lies and the betrayal that hurt. Yeah, and that's part of the, the jealousy is to identify what exactly is causing the jealousy. Mm-hmm. Well, and what exactly is a betrayal? Like some people are okay with flirting on Tinder or, you know, making a pass at the waitress. But, you know, is that an acceptable level of engagement? You know, that that's a level of this that's acceptable too, if that's... Yeah, the whole monogamish right, concept. Right, you, It's not an all or nothing thing. And you can trial it. <clears throat> if it's, if you're opening up your relationship, do it maybe once and assess it then. Don't just open up the whole world and expect it not to affect you. You know, be ready to pull back and say, okay, this isn't working. We need to just be us for a minute, figure out why this is hurting so much, and then we can move forward again. Well, one reason I think this is super important, and that's super smart that you say that, because I would say it's borderline impossible to predict how this is going to make you feel or how it's going to make your partner feel. Just because I've heard so many times that I didn't think that would bother me and it did. Or just as often, I was positive that was going to bother me. And for some reason... It was okay. It was okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't know. Here, I'll share a story about that. Okay. I had a partner one time that we were doing the swinging thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were just objects. That's all. Mm-hmm. Right? No feelings were involved. And I was okay with the sex part. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sexual and she was sexual. We were, we were a sexual couple. Mm-hmm. And as long as there was no feelings involved. And my biggest fear was that she would develop feelings for the other person. Mm-hmm. And... She t- told me, you know, well, the, I'm, that's never going to happen. I'm going to separate myself from them. And, like, we're not going to have that problem. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I had no problem with that because it's just sex. And then we got together and there was another man involved. And, you know, again, me and him have nothing going on, the two of us. Right. And that's only relevant. That's not a, a homophobic, you know, fear that someone's going to judge me for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's that had... I had, if if I was into other men and we had something going, that changes the whole dynamic of where jealousy, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to feel jealousy if we're both attracted to the person. Right. It's harder. But this is simply, I'm sharing my partner with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were driving home and she's in tears and she says that she felt really guilty because she had feelings for the person and she said we can't do this anymore because I I guess I can't separate my feelings 
and I, and I said, well, what did you feel for the person? And she said, I, I felt love. I felt when the, the two of you were with me, I felt love for both of you. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, shit. In my mind, I thought, oh, shit, this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is going to hurt. She loved him also. Oh, my God, this is going to hurt. Any minute now, this is going to hurt. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. I know it's going to hurt. I've already convinced myself it was going to hurt. Why is this not hurting? Mm-hmm. And it didn't hurt me that she had feelings for him. And that was the biggest fear I had. And I said, I asked her, I said, did, did it feel good that you loved him? And she said, oh my God, it was the greatest thing in the entire world. She says, I was loving two men at the same time. And two men were loving me. She says, I've never felt anything like that in my life. The best feeling I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. And all I thought was, how could that possibly be bad? Yeah. Like, how could love, how could more love be a wrongness? Mm-hmm. But if you would have asked me before that happened, that was my single biggest fear. If I knew that she was going to have feelings for somebody that we were with, mm-hmm. we never would have played. Absolutely not. I was not going there. Mm-hmm. Completely caught me off guard. Seriously, I remember sitting there going, wait for it, here it comes. Any minute now, it's is about to hurt. Here it comes. I know it's going to hurt. <laughs> like, I'm, I did. Yeah, I, I'm, so you absolutely cannot predict how it's going to affect you. And, by, and, and unfortunately, vice versa. Vice versa. You yeah. could think it's going to be fun. This happens a lot at swingers clubs. Mm-hmm. The, the couple goes to the swingers club for the first time. Yeah. They could even meet another couple and swap, and it's completely equal, and... They go home and one person is crushed. It can end a relationship. Mm-hmm. This mutual, consensual, equal thing mm-hmm. can split a couple up because one partner can no longer get it out of their mind. Right. I, I heard a story one time about um, a woman who broke up with... No, no, I'm sorry. The other way around. It was the man broke up with his female partner because they met another couple. They mm-hmm. decided to try swinging. They were in separate rooms, mm-hmm. and he heard his wife having really loud orgasms in the room next, mm-hmm. just having a blast, mm-hmm. having a great time, and he could not get the sound of her feeling that much pleasure from another man out of his head. It eventually broke him up. Wow. Which is, I think, a type of jealousy, Yeah. right? That's where it comes from, mm-hmm. but had he known that was going to happen... They wouldn't have been yeah. with another couple. So, yeah, it's it's unpredictable. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no crystal ball to tell you how it's going to work. But So the idea of what you said, which is try it, assess it, yeah, and then communicate. You're not diving into this big, long commitment. It's let's go ahead and try this thing and let's check back in and see how it worked. Yeah. And it's okay to go slow. It is 100% okay to go slow or to stop it and... Never go back there again, but at least you've assessed it and looked at the options. You know, maybe it's not fully dating somebody else. Maybe it's a monogamous solution. You know, like, just figure out what works. Maybe monogamy is the right way. Well, I mean, clearly it is for most people. A lot of people. So, that's it. So... That's, we talked about how to enter into this. Mm-hmm. 
how about entering into this world as a single person who has felt jealousy in the past, but they want to experiment with this. Mm-hmm. Is there an approach that you can have to meeting people but not getting your claws into them and letting them know that you're going to be with other people, which that part's easy. But then also allowing them freedom as well. Hey, we're going to date, but just so you know, I'm not going to be exclusive to you, but I don't expect you to either. That is new to a lot of people. Once you sleep with someone, not usually, but often, that means you're locked in. Mm -hmm. I think the key there is... Just to keep checking yourself on it. I mean, you have to... If you need an accountability partner or something, like, you're getting really attached to that one, you know, watch out. You know, because sometimes you can't see it in yourself. So, you know, having the clear expectations up front, but then really just keep checking yourself that you're... This is really what you want to do, that you're still wanting to pursue other relationships that you that you don't want to put all your eggs in this basket. I mean, you have to make the decision and stick with it. Yeah, I think that's... The hardest part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I... Well, it's both. Mm-hmm. I mean, the easy part is that you don't have commitments to anybody. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hard parts when you do that is because it's not a partner you're doing this with, if you start to feel jealousy for this person you're casual with... Mm-hmm. They don't have any responsibility to go through this trauma with you. Mm-hmm. In fact, the minute you start showing up with that, probably going to be seen as drama. Mm-hmm. Where that's not drama in a a good relationship. That's just part of doing something hard together. Right. So you are a bit alone when you do this. Right. That's why I said, like, find an accountability partner. Find somebody else who can help you process if you need to. Again, the polyamory groups, the, we don't shun solo polys at all, for sure. No, not at all. So, yeah, there's people out there that can help you. Send us a message. We'll help counsel you if you need to bounce ideas or, you know, check yourself if you're being clingy or whatever. We're more than happy to talk to people about that. Okay. One more question for you. Mm-hmm. Because... Everything we've been discussing so far has been if I see someone outside of us or you see someone outside of us. Mm-hmm. What about if we had a partner? What if a woman joined us in our travels? Mm-hmm. Because you're as interested in her as I am. Do you think that alleviates jealousy because we are both into the person? No. But I also don't have the expectations that we're both into her. I don't have to... Like, I think that's where unicorn hunting gets cringy. Because there's this requirement that the person joining the couple is equally attracted to both people. And equally in love with both people. And that it's a perfect triangle of a triad. And that's not usually a healthy expectation. Like, if that person who joined our relationship has a deeper connection with you then good for her that doesn't mean I'm going to I'm I might just enjoy having her around and just playing and playing once in a while like I don't have to feel that as deep a love for anybody as you do ever see that's 
that was interesting when we started talking about, well, when I was started meeting people, once we became a kind of more of a we, mm-hmm. and I started meeting someone, and if you weren't that interested in the person for whatever reason, the way they looked or their personality or something, you just weren't as into them. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of time where I was frustrated with you for that. Mm-hmm. Not frustrated like I expected you to feel that way, but I I thought you were poo-pooing on me pursuing something with her. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for you to convince me that that had zero impact on whether or not I was interested in her. Right. And then I even asked you, I even, I remember I said, I said, really? Cause you know, we, we, we do talk occasionally about if we had a woman who traveled with us mm-hmm. because you are into women, you, you would still want to have something sexual with her. Right. Probably. Well, well I that's would, all, that's I'm... all, that's all your people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all your, that would be anybody that relationships. I, yeah. And I, so I said to you, I said, when you said it was okay if you didn't feel the same way, I said, well, what if someone traveled with us? What if I was in love with them also and felt strongly towards them and they were traveling with us, but you didn't feel that way towards her. And you were like, and what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> I No, I'm basically like what yeah. you said is like, yeah, it's a problem if you and her don't get along. But if we were all just friends, that's a problem. Traveling with someone you don't get along with. Mm-hmm. If she wasn't into sex with women at all, that probably gets a little awkward because there's three of us in a small space and our life is so sexual. That would be kind of weird. What do we do? We have sex while she's out reading a book. Right. Like, it would just be logistically awkward. Mm-hmm. So, but you didn't, like, you don't care if you have that deep, intimate connection with her. No. You wouldn't feel jealous that I did. Right. Even if you saw it right in front of you every single day, that's just, that's my feelings. That's independent of how I feel towards you. It it doesn't take away from what I feel for you or what you feel for me. It's, it's just another person that we, I mean, as long as I don't like hate her, you know? Right. As if, if she's one of like somebody who just like demands all the attention and then she's like not allowing our relationship to flourish. Well, she's hurting us. Then yeah, then that would be a problem. Otherwise, no. So, and it's funny cause you say this, we, even though you say this, I, I would not want to have that dynamic. Someone traveling with us that me and her were close and you were, and you two just got along. Like, I still don't think that dynamic works for what, you know, like, I still don't see that working in the sense of, even if we took jealousy out of the equation, I still see the, the emotional relationship dynamic being awkward like that. So I wouldn't want to do it with someone that you didn't at least have feelings for and were cared about also. But the fact that you're not bothered by it is just, is the lack of jealousy is... It's next level. <laughs> well, because we had talked about, well, what about, a, a, and you didn't ask about this, but I said, I brought up, well, what about a man traveling with us? Because I'm not into him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that would work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would work. 
not because I'm jealous, not because we're not going to have, you, it's not that you're never going to be with two or more men mm-hmm. at the same time, or that I have a problem with you having other partners, but the dynamic of traveling with someone in that position just wasn't going to work. I, I, I would feel as though I was sharing my, I would be, I'd be losing something with you because you'd be sharing something with them and I get nothing from them. But that's not really a jealousy thing. That's also just more logistics. Yeah, I don't know. It would. I don't see that it would be a problem because I would. I wouldn't be like not having sexual availability for you. Ever. You know, ever. <laughs> I'm not right. gonna run out. No, I guess like I said it's so, not. But that's not a jealousy yeah. thing. It's just I, the logistics. I don't see working. Yeah. If I was into men, then logistics would work but I'm not and so that would just be I don't know I don't know I guess I, I guess I'm you know we discuss these things I guess we haven't figured we haven't everything come out to a conclusion on those mm-hmm. but we don't have to nope. because we judge every relationship for what it is when it comes up if we met yeah the, the situation maybe we found somebody who's like just a super awesome guy and you don't mind having him around who knows we yeah. don't know who we're going to meet. So. No, that's true. I mean, I guess the idea is that I don't have a box of this relationship has to fill. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to anything. I just... Yeah. When I think about it, I don't see how it could work. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm... Going to prevent it or... I'm not open to considering it based on that individual. Right. Right. But it, but the, the simplest one is somebody that we're both into because then it's... then yeah. it, Then it's a... Like, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. But who says this has to be easy? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, so that's... I, I think we covered most of the aspects. I mean, there's way more to it, but I think we touched on almost everything major, right? Yeah, I think so. And if we didn't, the listeners will let us know, and they can do that by... Reaching out to us on social media, all of our contacts are on kinkbuffet.com or send us an email at kinkbuffet at gmail.com. I will tell you one thing. I'm going to, I'm sorry, we're about to cut out, but I want to just leave it with one thing. Mm-hmm. Having been a person who experienced jealousy, who no longer does, mm-hmm. there's a freedom with that that's, for me, was worth the effort. You have nothing to compare it to, having always been that way. Yeah. But I can tell you the, the the lack of fear or insecurity, as painful as it was at times to get to this point, I'm super glad I did. Because now I'm, I'm not looking back. Mm-hmm. And it's been worth it. So if this is something you're interested or curious about, you know, is it... Is it all that? It's all that. And we're not even playing with people because of COVID. This has nothing to do with me getting to have sex with other people. I'm not. We're, we've been monogamous since our quarantine. Mm-hmm. And with no idea when we're going to lift that. Right. It's, I'm still relieved of the anxiety and stress and fear and pain. It's, it's the right way to live for me. It's a good place to be. Yep, it's, it's easy. Not easy. It's easy now. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Bye.